Go Penda! Oh my gosh, I can't get this out of my head now. You started it. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. Hey, welcome to RBLE Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. This one's brought to you by Richard and Mario. And amongst us, we are season ticket holders, passionate supporters, and not-so-neutral pundits. And both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So uh, that's like yesterday, isn't it? No. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city, and if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We're delighted to welcome you on board, and let's go Auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Guten Abend, Richard. Guten Abend, Mario. Good How evening. How are you? How are you today? I'm fine. I'm a little bit exhausted. Uh, it was a it was a very challenging week. Okay. Lots of lots of work managing two fantasy football teams, <laughs> <laughs> and then preparing for our show. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm good to go. Sorry, you got to get your priorities right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, but I'm even happy. That makes me even happier to have you on board tonight. And you found some time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule. What are we going to talk about tonight, Richard? Okay, of course, we got our two uh, key takeaways from the um, marvelous <laughs> Man City game. Uh, it was good. Tuesday. It was yeah, good. lots of positives. Um, so we have to talk about uh, a little bit about the injury of Xavi and we will look forward to our encounter against the first FC Heidenheim 1846. 1846, guys. That's a lot of tradition going back with a lot of history. Um, so, yes, before we start talking about the uh, key takeaways of the City game or the game versus City, I noticed a couple of things. First of all, during the match, the atmosphere were in uh, Manchester. It wasn't so noisy uh, until they scored the first goal, which was in the second half. Um, you could actually hear those 1,200 Leipzig supporters quite well at times. So um, maybe everything was a little bit subdued because Leipzig for City is not that big of an opponent. But um, it, w it was quite quiet, to be honest. But I also thought that um, when, when Leipzig actually was leading, when we were up 2-0, it seemed as if we were playing a PlayStation game and deliberately made uh, Manchester City the weaker team. Maybe took off a couple of players and we were 2-0 in the lead. We couldn't just believe our eyes. And we couldn't... We, it was hard to really believe uh, that we could sustain that until the end. But everybody was hoping for at least a draw. And I think that would have been deserved. But... Uh, Haaland scored too quickly in the second half. And, uh, well, then everything else just uh, took its course. But they did. I think Pep did take off a defender in lieu of more offensive players. So I did get the feeling that they were throwing everything um, at Leipzig in order to get those three points. And um, just imagine Cavalio's offside goal, which was disallowed. It, it was right to be disallowed, but had he scored and equalized, you never know. You know, we could have gone away with with a point. But at the end of the day, I was a bit disappointed. It felt 
it did feel frustrating and disappointing. But the next day, the uh, thought, positive thoughts did prevail. There's a lot of positives the, uh, we can get out of this. And uh, so by the end of the day, the team made us proud. Um, Leipzig is in a, has a very good reputation internationally, and they earned a lot of respect. That, that's, that's, that's my, my impression. Still, still, we hate to lose. I mean, you can't get around that fact. <laughs> so, Richard, would you like to share your key takeaway from this? Actually, pretty good match. It was, was good to watch. Of course. Yeah, you said it already. It was a nice match to watch. And we had our chances. And if we were a little luckier, we might go for a draw here and um, come back with a delighted um, feeling out of Manchester. But my key takeaway is um, our new top scorer, Goal Panda. Um, <laughs> with his two goals here, he is now the the best goal scorer uh, of our club's history in terms of minutes per goal. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he he's now number one. He passed uh, <laughs> Daniel Fran and Timo Werner. And he got now 115 minutes per goal. And the other two I mentioned got 139 and 140, respectively. Um, okay, fair to be say that um, they got a lot more games, though. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty sure and quite optimistic that Openda will sustain this level because he showed it already in the top league in the Netherlands and in Ligue 1 last season in France. And he always scored at least double digits in the past three seasons. So mm -hmm. there was so this this player uh, fits remarkably good in our system. And I'm really, really glad that we have him on our roster and that he's healthy and he will go for at least 25 points uh, goals excuse me 25 goals this season mark my words across all competitions no bundesliga alone oh come on really yeah bold prediction here you heard it first and um yeah nobody should ever tell me again that this guy was too expensive all right forget about the story the 43 million sort of the price kept going worth every up. penny I know we get used to him scoring almost in every every match and uh, once or twice at least. Um, and do you remember poor old Silva, Sirlot, uh, who came to Leipzig and they never produced that. Um, so I, I do miss Kunku. I do miss him, but uh, I think uh, Openda or how did you call him? Goldpenda. He's doing really well and it really helps us um, to the point that. Our friend Timo is really struggling with Gebet to get back into the squad, but that's another thing. Okay, this is an interesting takeaway. It's just, just I'd like just to share one more thing that uh, I took away from the, from the match as well. Uh, first one would be, it is really refreshing to meet teams on the international stage, which are not from the Bundesliga, because you don't get that spiel about us being just a marketing tool and uh, not the right club with a lot of history especially when you play teams like City, who have uh, investors who actually own the club, which would never happen in, in Germany. Oh, just a few exemptions, though. We do have a few exemptions, but Leipzig's not one of them. 
you don't get that stick about you know that we are a new club we don't have any history we shouldn't be there we just buy it bought our way into the league none of that none of that so that then itself is really refreshing but the uh, performance and and the match playing city who we'd lost 7-0 in march uh, at in, at manchester at the etihad and and actually being in the lead and just losing a very tight game. That reminded me of our encounters with Bayern Munich. Do you remember how long it took us to actually beat them at home? And it was only once with Hasenhüttel and it was very cold. But our away games, I remember the first encounters with Bayern Munich in the uh, uh, Allianz Arena where we struggled to finish the uh, match with 11 men. Well, we always had a red card, so that was what was one trade, even at home when we played them in the uh, Dave Babel car. I remember that as well, and we lost to them in penalties. Gulashi made great save, by the way. Many of them. Um, it took us a long time until we didn't lose. Remember the 3-3 draw under Tedesco? Beautiful game, and we felt we could have won that. But it still took us until last season where we beat them 3-1. And then in the Super Cup again. And now it feels like we're really able to even beat like teams like this, the Uber teams, the Uber teams of the Bundesliga. We can actually be very confident and go and beat them. Now with Manchester City, that is a draw even above that. They are better than Bayern Munich. And they're in the line of Real Madrid, Barcelona, with with uh with well, arguably I think City is the best team around at the moment. And we were able to tease them. We were able to upset uh, Pep Guardiola. And we forced him, well, we, no, Marco Rosa or the team forced him to come up and change his uh, strategy and tactics during halftime and really throw everything they, they had at us in a very convincing way, though. And I think that just shows that we're on the way of something of, of greater ambitions. It just takes a lot of tiny step. But we also... Do voice that. There was a moment in the press conference in Manchester where Marco Rosa was asked by a BBC representative um, if goal pendas, two goals, would really raise a lot of awareness and incur interest, uh, arouse interest um, in, in this player, especially by teams of the uh, English Premier League. <laughs> Marco Rosa replied, well, we've always developed young players to... Uh, then take the next step, either at our club or in the uh, in a bigger league, such as the Premier League. But where, but he also said that there are more and more they're getting more and more successful in actually keeping players for longer, maybe even for their whole career, and that is that is the aim. And um, so they they continue to develop youngsters, but they're trying to keep them longer in order to get to these ambitions and. I think uh, it'll take more time and more tiny steps until we are able to qualify for the knockout stage on a regular basis. And we seem to be doing that, but then we don't get past the best 16, the last 16. So in order to get into the quarter semifinals, I think that'll take much longer. Um, but also um, in order to have a shot at the uh, league, league title of the Bundesliga league title, the Schale Oh, I don't see this in the next couple of years, to be honest. But we are we are aiming towards that, and we're getting closer. And I think, give it a few more years, and we could be very close. There's and and it's very, very good to see that the club is actually voicing that instead of 
giving out that narrative, oh, we're a young team, we're learning. Uh, Billy Orban said that last year. I think we're still a young team and we're still learning. Well, no, you are a team which has young players, but also experienced players, and you have a great mix. And I think we're on the way of something really great, but it takes longer and a lot of tiny steps. That's just my, my key takeaway from this match, which I think is a positive one. I like this. Uh, I like this narrative, right? <laughs> that was that was a great story. I, um, it was a pleasure to listen. Um, Vote but for there's, me. <laughs> but there's a little but. Um, I have to do. What would that be, Richard? I have to put a little salt into this uh, because, okay. um, hence the club invested huge amounts of money into the stadium and into the other club facilities, and mm-hmm. and, and still doing. Um, we have. A lot of depths, right? So, um, last thing I, uh, the last number I figured out was there's around 200 million um, that uh, we owe someone else. But some some would actually argue, in our case, that doesn't really matter because the owner of Red Bull, they always put the money in. Yeah, but in in terms of licensing for the Deutsche Fußballliga, it matters, and um, we are strict. In mm-hmm. Germany, we are strict. Mm-hmm. Hello, UEFA. Huh? The application uh, for the Bundesliga is uh, not valid. So, what I wanted to point out is uh, this: our club will need some money next off season, and hence we are not that uh, such a huge club as you mentioned, as Madrid or Barcelona, City or Juventus, Bayern, whatsoever. Mm-hmm. We we just don't make enough money out of uh, some merchandise activities. We don't get this huge gazillion deals with uh, some sponsors or um, like Adidas or Nike or Puma that uh, are happy to pay like five hundred million dollars or euros for an eight year span uh, to be our the company that uh, supports um, yeah our club. So we have to use the uh, uh, transfer amounts that we can gain from the selling players. And, you know, next season, Danny Elmo has a release clause of uh, 60 million euros. And to be honest, the club will need this money. And if there's no one willing to pay because of the uh, injury-prone um, of uh, Danny Elmo, um, then we will very likely have to sell someone else. And mm-hmm. maybe... This no, have to be no. gold pen. <laughs> so this gold is my. <laughs> I still love but, your story, but, and I hope I hope it is going to be true. But uh, yeah, we have to face the reality, and we need we need money. It's interesting you mentioned it with Danny Olmo because um, the uh, the narrative is that they're drip feeding this into I don't know media or um, already. That there is a sixty million uh, clause and this this extra clause and it's gonna be it's gonna come into effect uh, next season. I'm sure in their budget for uh, the year after after this season, which is next season, of course, um, it's already included. So similar to the German government, there it is only sixty billion. Um, they might have a hole <laughs> if if they don't uh, they don't sell. Okay, and that could prolong the development. And the journey to the uh, ultimate success. You got a point there. I did notice, though, that we seem to be on our way. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking that this path is a bit shorter. 
and we are able to gain that quicker, especially probably in light of the fact that you know, we won the uh, cup twice and we also won that strange super cup. So for this year, we already have a trophy in that sense. It's not the most prestigious one, but we do have a trophy. But bearing in mind what you said, yeah, it might take longer. It might take longer. Interesting. Thank you very much, Richard. That was that was an interesting interesting takeaway. So I believe um, there are there's some club related news as well, which we like to briefly mention. Yeah, one news um, we mentioned it's uh, Xavi uh, was taken off uh, with a shoulder injury in that encounter against City, and he had an MRI on Wednesday, and the result was that is only a minor injury. Mm-hmm. Some some bruises or whatsoever on his shoulder, um, and he will be likely out for ten to fourteen days. So, with a little luck and some right pills, we will might see him back against Dortmund. That would be very uh, important if that would be the case. And so it's going to be interesting to see who will replace our offensive creative department um, with Olmo and Xavi not available against the next match Heidenheim. Mm. Well, I think that is a good uh, moment to actually talk about this game, that uh, versus Heidenheim. Introducing our next opponent, their Baker Check. Now, Heidenheim for this season is a new opponent for us, but we have played them before, all the way back in 2014, 2015. Um, in the uh, third division, where we only spent one year, Heidenheim at that point was already a regular uh, team that featured there. Uh, in 2014-15, both of our teams did uh, get promotion to the second division, or Zweite Bundesliga, uh, with Heidenheim being in first spots. I think same amount of points, just scored a few more goals than us. But then our paths parted we went up to the first Bundesliga in 16 17 so I kind of lost um they kind of went off the radar to be honest for me Heidenheim and to be honest if I think about that match on uh, on Saturday it feels a little bit as if we're playing a second a team from the second Bundesliga in the uh Dave Babocar second round which you need to win and that doesn't it doesn't mean any disrespect to Heidenheim because I did watch a couple of games uh, they played in this uh, season uh, which which were some were really entertaining encounters, but it's just um, it doesn't create much excitement. I must say, um, it's exciting to see our team, yes, but it's a similar level of excitement uh, when we play Bochum, which is really strange because five, six, seven years ago we would have been so happy to be in the first Bundesliga. It doesn't matter who actually knocked it outdoor, um, but uh, times have changed. So, um, Richard, what is your impression about Heidenheim? Uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, your last your last um, idea that uh, no matter who came to our stadium uh, when we were promoted to Bundesliga, uh, it was uh, um, a football uh, a fiesta. <laughs> it, it, it was a feast. <laughs> it, it, it was. was feast. It didn't matter. Yeah, you're yeah. right. And the same thing I'm sure about that is now for the Heidenheim players. Okay, so they were promoted the very first season in the Bundesliga and no matter which is the opponent, it's uh, every week in the highlight game. True. And our players have to be aware of that. So for our players, it's, it's, it's Heidenheim, it's a must-win game, it's not an attractive opponent. And yeah, for Heidenheim, it's, it's, it's the opposite way. And as far as 
I followed their season so far, I recognized that they always showed glimpses of really good football on, on, on the pitch, even when they were down. They were down two goals in Dortmund and, and went for the draw, finally. Yeah, um, they well were done. down two goals in Munich and uh, equalized that in the second half, but, uh, lost the game 2-4 uh, in the end, but uh, they showed that they are always uh, capable of coming back into the game. Mm. And um, on the other hand side, this club showed some some um, break, some some meltdowns. Okay, so they were two nil uh, up against Augsburg at home, and then lost two five. And yeah. I got no idea how that could happen. I bet you they don't know either. They can't figure it out either. <laughs> <laughs> and and then they played um, yeah, most arguably one of the worst Bundesliga games in the last couple of years, maybe even further um, back to days. Uh, this nil all draw against Bochum last oh, Sunday. Yeah. Um, boy. Do you know, remember when you talked about the uh, salesmen of the Bundesliga mm -hmm. trying to sell oh, yeah. matches like these? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you would try. try to delete everything. <laughs> so, um, what I pointed out, what I wanted to point out here is that this is some kind of jamboree bag. So, there mm -hmm. is a certain level of skill. Which you have, well, you have to respect, and but there's the same amount of um, inconsistency. Um, what will be good for us is they they got three uh, dangerous goal scorers. They got Kleindienst, Beste, and Dingchi each scored five goals so far. So they well those those three got 15 of those 17 goals they scored so far this season. But um, Dingchi is out for okay. our match because uh, of an yellow card suspension. He got this fifth yellow card against Bochum. And so five goals were taken off the board for the uh, possibilities for uh, the gaffer Frank Schmidt. Mm -hmm. And there will be a huge weakening. Uh, I'm sure about that. So how can we win here? I think I, I mentioned that there are comeback qualities. So we have to create constant pressure from early on, um, score early, and then um, keep the foot on the gas pedal. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't um, don't start to to uh, do some. You know, don't start to get sloppy. Mm -hmm. so. Or try to take off key players in order to rest yeah. them. Um, if if it's too early in German, we have a nice word for it. It's Leistungssteuerung. Try to Google that. But some would say, um, you know, this is a this is a team, the lower part of the table. They may not present that much of a threat. Um, we have a team with some key players, might be overplayed, who had to play a lot. Uh, we have quite a few injured players, but still, we should have enough quality in the squad to rotate quite a bit and just uh, send out a team which can still be able to beat them. What would you What would you think about that? Would that be something? we could do um no, no not in my opinion uh because uh heidenheim saw that we struggled against bochum oh yeah me too yeah? nil all draw and they and they saw that we lost at mines so and they might think okay mm, uh, we are not worse than Bochum and we are not worse than mines it's just a uh, clubs to the same level than we are and uh, what they are or were able to do, so, so we are. 
Um, so I think this is a, not a good idea to send out some, um, yeah, some some players who didn't play uh, recently just to give them some playing time. So I would mm -hmm. definitely not change the the keeper, and uh, I wouldn't leave Openda out or Schlager or um, true. Yeah, now that you mention no. it, no. But are we, we likely to face a team? Sorry, sorry. No, no. Oh, okay, I'm fine. Are we, are, we, are we likely to face a team which has a very experienced squad because they have been playing together for a while and maybe Mr. Schmidt, Mr. Frank Schmidt is not rotating that much? Is yeah. that what we need to expect? Yes, I um, I, do, mm. I do I do think so because um, he had now five, five players started all 12 games, two more 11 games okay. and one more 10 out of 12 games and so that Is some similar approach uh, like Xabi Alonso does at Leverkusen. But I think because Frank Schmidt has to do it here because, uh, in my opinion, um, only maybe 13, 14 Heidenheim players got Bundesliga level. So he, he's just not able to rotate that much. He cannot um, rotate uh, five, six players week to week. Um, yeah, because if he would do so, he would just send out starting 11 that isn't good enough to uh, to compete at Bundesliga level. Okay. But you mentioned the uh, Bochum game and that brought back bad memories in the sense of that this was a team which was parking the bus and we didn't know what to do with it. Um, are we expecting something similar here or is Heidenheim a little bit more willing to play ball? I think both. They will park the bus but then they will uh toggle switch switch the toggle or, or whatsoever mm -hmm. and we'll we'll show that they are if they smell a little bit of blood they will go for a goal mm -hmm. so that was was when i when I, what i meant when i said that we have to keep the foot on the gas pedal here okay so in light of all the uh injuries we've got and, and people may be out of form i'm really looking forward to hearing Who the hell would you send on the pitch? Mm. So, Richard's starting 11, coming up. Liebe Fußballfans, wir kommen jetzt zu unserer heutigen Mannschaftsaufstellung. Thank you. Um, I would switch back from this uh, free center back formation we saw against City to our well used four back four cent back four formation. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. So, Blaswitz between the goalposts. No, Gulashi here. Gulashi can go on the pitch against Bern. But this is another story. Um, Henry is close to Maluka Bar and Lenz. That was Lenz. Okay. Lenz. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, wondering if he's still there. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Timo Werner lookalike, by the way. <laughs> In my opinion, okay, um, David Raum is is better than most of our supporters see him, but yeah. I think he should get a break. But this is the only one. So okay. defensive midfield, Schlager Seiwald, uh, Cavallo. I would like to see Cavallo replacing Xavi here. Yeah, that would be interesting because, to be honest, um, when he came on the pitch versus City, I thought, okay, come on, use your chance. You know, try to show us something. And he did. Okay, in the end, I didn't see much more either. Same with Cesco, maybe. But uh, if he could, I mean, if he could really use this chance to, to shine and perform and convince everybody that he's a great addition to the team, which we all think he could be, then this is his his 
Endspiel. <lacht> That's his cup final, isn't That's it? That's his cup final, yes, yes. Uh, this is the mindset he, he needs to bring out on, on the pitch, okay? Mm. This is my, as you said, it. this is my chance to shine. This is my FA Cup, DFB, cup final, whatsoever. And look at me, I can score two goals against Heidenheim. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, alongside him in offensive midfield, um, I think Baumgartner because yeah, you know Emil Forsberg, uh, you know I, I love him. Um, but to be honest, against City, he had like 10, 10 ball touches in in sixty minutes of two completed passes. Somebody else actually pointed that out on on Twitter and did a little stat, and he said. I don't want to ruin the party here. <laughs> and uh, I, I love that, similar to what you said, you know, I love the guy, but uh, maybe it is. It's about time. You yeah. know? Like like Sina said in, in one of our episodes, and when her first reaction was, uh, what do you think about Forspec's possible departure? She says, maybe, maybe it is for the better. I mean, yeah. it hurts, but okay. Yeah. I want to see yeah, the Austrian national team's Baumgartner here. Yeah. Love the, love the guys. So, and then um, I think um, Paulsen as wall player we need. And mm-hmm. yeah, of course, goal Penda. Goal Penda. Oh my gosh, I can't get this out of my head now. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. So, what is your prediction in terms of score tomorrow? No, it's the day after. I'm not going there tomorrow. <laughs> um, 4 2. 4 2. I'm going with the 2 0. There you go doesn't matter we want the three points i would take a one nil at this point as well but uh three points and hopefully get back into the top four before we play hoffenheim and dortmund mm, that's gonna be interesting to watch well richard it's been a pleasure thank you very much for joining me joining us and everybody else thank you very much for listening uh do follow us on your platform of choice where we appear also you can get in touch with us by email at talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com. Also, you can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore rbl. We will be back with you next week. You have a wonderful weekend. And uh, Richard, was sagen wir jetzt? Ja, auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs. Mm-hmm.